The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Beitza has been dedicated anonymously of Meir ben Esther. Amen. has been dedicated as well Amen. We bless our anonymous sponsor that Bezat Hashem he should be blessed with Arichut Yamim, health, Oshel, Veoshel, Vechavod, and Bezat Hashem should be Zochem in the near future to raise a family uh, and continue all his good work for the community. Amen. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated for the Refuah Shelemav Esther Bat Le'ah Enna Refanada Enna Refanada Enna Refanada Fata Nefesh Ul Fata Guf Fuatak Rabadabo Vechen Yerason Venomar Amen Daf Chav Zayin Today's Daf is being studied by Al-Nishmat Abraham Ben Esther Ruha Hashem Tanihanu Begun Eden Amen Today's Daf is being studied by Al-Nishmat Yoshua Ben Sarah Ruach Hashem, Tanihinu Began Eden, Amen. We begin today's daf on Chavava Mudbet, and we are right on the bottom line. We ended yesterday's daf with a question that Rav Hillel asked Rava. The question was, Yesh Muksel Hasi Shabbat or En Muksel Hasi Shabbat? What's the question? Something that went into Shabbat, non Muksel. But then on Shabbat became Muksel. And then became usable again. Classic case was a guy had fruit on his uh, roof that he was drying up. And when Bin Hashem Ashur came in, they were dry already, they were edible. Kept them on his roof, all of a sudden it started to rain. After it rained, now they became unedible. And then after the sun came out and dried them up, they became edible again. So we want to know at that stage, in the middle of Shabbat, when they became Muqseh, do they become mukseh now for the rest of the Shabbat? Meaning, yesh mukseh lahasi Shabbat? Or do we say, no, 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 mukseh lahasi Shabbat? Once it went into Shabbat, uh, permissible, even though it temporarily became mukseh, once it becomes edible again, mutar. So that's really the she'erah. We try to bring proofs. Uh, the Gemara rejected the proofs, so now we're going to try to bring yet another proof to see what the answer to this question is. The Gemara says, Amar Bizera, Tashema, Mifulin, Adashim. Fulin is the fool, is the beans. We'll learn a, a, a proof from the beans and the lentils. Let's say going into uh, Shabbat. Okay? Well, let's say Yom Tov, as she says. These items were customarily uh, cooked on Yom Tov. Now, the lentil, when it's raw, it's edible. That's just Hazul Lakus. You can chew on it, it's edible raw. Then what do you do? Meikara azulakus. Shadinu bekedera edhodehu. Now when you put it in the pot to cook, so for a moment, or for certain moments, it becomes unfit. Why? Because boiling. Could you eat uh, beans uh, when they are boiling hot? Of course not, they're on the fire. So therefore it started off good. Then it becomes mukseh technically. Gamar bishulayu. After you finish the cooking process, hazulehu. And become permissible again. So what do you see from over here? That even though on Yom Tov itself there was a moment where it was mukseh, once they once you take it off the fire and it cools off, 
becomes edible again. So therefore we say, in Mukseh, Lahazi Shabbat. So that's his ra'ayah. We're bringing a ra'ayah from the fulin and the adashib. They start off legitimate. You eat them raw. During the cooking process, they're mukseh, you can't eat them in that state. And then they cool off and you eat them. So you see what? We eat them on Yom Tov. So Rashi says, Gamala bishulayu tap Rashi. Ishtiru. Vilo amrinan shahatayu muksot vidhu. We don't say, oh, they were mukseh for uh, a moment, mukseh la'atsi Shabbat. So the Gabras, Amale Abaye, Vilitanech. According to your reasoning, forget about food in the Adashim. Let's go further. Tikshu lecha kederot de alma. Ask a question on regular uh, dishes of food, regular parts of food on Shabbat. Every part of food. Why? When you're going into Shabbat, the food is boiling. No, going into Shabbat, the food is on the fire. It's boiling hot. So every kedera on Shabbat goes into Shabbat according to your logic. Mukse. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's boiling hot, you can't eat it. Then what happens? Ulurta. Friday night, Lel Shabbat, Akhliran Minayu. You eat from it. It cools off. So eat from it. So according to you, worse, forget about Muksil Hasi Shabbat. This is going into Ben Hashibashot. Everybody agrees when it goes into Ben Hashibashot, Muksil, it should be Muksil Hasi Shabbat. Which is, forget about your case of food in Adashim that started off good, and then, uh, you know, on Yom Tov when you cooked it, it became uh, Muksil. Take a regular case of every Shabbat. Every Shabbat ben Hashemashot, according to your logic, the food that is on the fire is mukseh. Why? It's not edible. Uh, according to you, when it goes to ben Hashemashot mukseh, it's be mukseh not uh, for a couple of minutes. It's mukseh for all Shabbat, and we know that's not so. We eat on late uh, Shabbat. How come you don't say, oh, ben Hashemashot was boiling hot? You couldn't eat it. It was mukseh. So we have to say, ela gamro bide adam lo we are not discussing on something that can finish in human hands. Which means, you know why the food on Lel Shabbat, when it's Ben Shabbat, it's boiling hot, you know why it's not considered Mukseh? Because it's in your control to take it off the fire, cool it off, and eat it. So therefore, you don't mix it from your dart. I, I can control the situation over there. Gamro bide Adam, it's not going to be a problem. He came by, you know when we were asking our question? Our question was, when it's out of your control. What's the case of out of your control? You put the fruit on top of your uh, roof. Okay? So now they dry it up, and they're beautiful. Now what happens? Now it rains. Okay, now it rains already. Now you have to wait for the sun to come out again. In order to... to you don't know if the sun can come out again. Can you control the weather? You can't control. So on such a thing, we want to know. Maybe that's already yes, Muksel Hashi Shabbat or not Muksel Hashi Shabbat. So you want to bring me a question? Oh, I'll bring you a question from the food in Nadashim. The food in Nadashim, they were aui, and then they became Muksel when you cooked them, and when they were heating up, they were hot, and then uh, they cooled down, they become miserable. That's not Muksel. That's not a sheilah Muksel. Why? You can control the situation. You, it's boiling hot. You know that what? You take it off the fire. You cool it off. You eat it. Well, well, I'm not Muksel with that. We want to know a case over here where it's not in your control to, to fix the situation. Look at Rashi. Ela mide de gamru bide adam lo kamebayali. The kevante biyadol takeno bo bayom. 
since it's in his hands to fix it that day, even though it was unfit for a while. It's not a proof to what we're trying to prove. That's why the Kedrot Ben Hashem 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 because you can control it. However, once it rains on your fruit in the middle of Shabbat, could be the guy says, that's it, uh, that's it, it's out of my uh, da'at, I'm not, not going to... What do you mean? Dry him up. How can I dry it up? Uh, can, can, I, can I bring out the sun? Can I uh, control it? Oh, in that case, we want to know, maybe it's a more similar to say, Yesh Mukseh, Lachzi Shabbat. So don't bring me a raya from Fulin and Adashim, where, uh, what, what, do we, what does the guy say? When it's boiling hot during Ben Hashem on a Friday night, right? Let's say the, the, the food is boiling hot. Does he say, uh, what am I going to do? What are you going to do? He can handle it. I'll take it off the fire and wait till it cools down. That already, I'm not going to say it's Maksem Medato. The fool in Adashim, he knows. It's Mukseh now. But it can be unmukseh. I don't have to rely on a miracle uh, for it to come not Mukseh. So that's why he says, you have no da'ya. So really the Gemara does not answer its question. This is the end of the Sugah of Yesh Mukseh, Ve'en Mukseh, Lachashi Shabbat. The Gemara tried to bring proofs and was unsuccessful to bring ra'ayot if there is a concept of Yesh Mukseh or uh, En Mukseh. Right? The Gemara leaves it. <coughs> in, in, in your hands, in your hands. I, I think I explained it very, very, very good. I explained it again. Well, you have a kedera that goes into Shabbat. It's boiling hot. It's not raw. It's hot. Could you eat it when it's boiling hot? How can you? You, you, you burn yourself. So it's, it's unedible. So therefore, what do you do? You wait for the trickles off. Do you need the, the sun to come out? Do you need the, 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 moon, the moon to come out? You can control it. So am I Masih Dato from this? Why should I be Masih Dato? Do I say, oh, you know, this is so hot, it's unedible, I forget to piss. What piss? I'll say, well, wait a couple of minutes, it'll cool off and uh, I'll eat it. So therefore, of course I'm not Masih Dato. It's something that I could fix myself. Why should I be Masih Dato? Masihikin, the fruit that's on the roof. The fruit now is pouring rain. So I, I say to myself, what do you mean? It says it's ruined. <coughs> what do you mean? It's going to dry. Well, I, I can't dry it. I don't know. Can I bring out the sun now and dry it? It's up to Bidesh Hamayim. So something like Bidesh Hamayim, it's out of your control. Could be up to see how that. So maybe I can say, yes, Muxi Lachit Shabbat. This is Gemara's Haiduk. Comes the Gemara now and goes to a new proof, new story. We go back to the subject that we learned yesterday about the Mahlokit, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. <coughs> Are you allowed to render a ruling on a Bechor on Yom Tov? Let's review the subject over there. Bechor is Kedusha. Uh, you cannot eat from the Bechor, Kwanim, unless uh, it has a mum. What type of mum? Mum Kavua. So, how do you know if it's a mum Kavua or not? So, you got to go to the rabbi. You got to go to the mum He, the expert. But Rabbi Uda said, so long as the mum uh, was uh, evident on Aydab Yom Tov, you used to know, is it a kavua, is it a mum over? So therefore, your mind is not it. Uh, your mind is on the animal, because you know it had a mum before Yom Tov. So he says, on Yom Tov, go to the rabbi, let him look at it, and mutar. Uh, if he tells you a mum kavua, slaughter it and eat it. Right? That's shiptat, Rabbi Yehuda. What did the Bishamon say? En min amukhan. This is not prepared. Which is even if it had a moon from before Yom Tov, because the Bishwan doesn't hold the Mukseh, by the way. So according to the Bishwan, technically, even if it got a moon on Yom Tov, since he doesn't hold the Mukseh, technically it should be permissible. It's not the Mukseh issue. And what's the problem of the Bishwan? 
It's Nir'ekim Etekin. When you bring it to the rabbi on Yom Tov to check it, it's like he's fixing the animal. By making his ruling, so something that you weren't able to eat now, he's telling you, uh, mutar. So it's, it's like tikkun. Or nashim an alternate reason. It's looking like you're going to deen. The rabbis forbade you to go to deen on Yom Tov, when you can't go to judgment, because Gizna, you might come to right. And therefore you go to the rabbi making a judgment. So therefore, for those two reasons, the Bishop on holds, that Mukhan, meaning it's not uh, prepared, meaning you cannot make a judgment on the animals. I give tell us a, a situation, a story. Rabbi Yehuda Nesi'ah. Okay, Rabbi Yehuda Nesi'ah, Rabbi Yehuda Nesi'ah. Avalehu Bukhra. Okay, he had a Bechor, an animal that was a Bechor. Now, he had in his house Rabbi Yehuda Nesi'ah Kohanim. The Bechorot, only the Kohanim could eat. So he used to feed the Kohanim of his household the Bechor. But you can't feed it to them until it has a moon. Shadrele Kameh Derav Ameh. So it was Yom Tov. So he sent the Bechor to Rav Ameh to make a uh, ruling. Savar Delo Lemehzeyeh. So Rav Ameh, he, he didn't want to look at it. Yom Tov, I'm not looking at the uh, animal on Yom Tov. So Amadeh Rav Zilika. So Rav Zilika tells him, Ve'etima Rabir Miyah. Rabbi Yehuda for Rabbi Shimon, halachah Rabbi Yehuda. Tell me, what are you talking? We have a rule. Learn to the Masechet Elubin. You have a machlok to Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon. Who's the halachah follow? Rabbi Yehuda. So when does Rabbi Yehuda say you're you allowed to make rulings on Yom Tov? Obviously, the case was talking about where the moon was there before Yom Tov, so there's no problem of mukseh. And therefore, what, what are you doing? You're a make, uh, make the ruling. What are you all like Rabbi Shimon? We don't like Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon, halachah Rabbi Yehuda. Hadar. Rabbi Ami didn't want to make the ruling, so he sent it to a different rabbi. He sent it to Rabbi Ishaq Nafha. Again, he also said, Yom Tov, I'm not going to, I don't want to make a ruling over here. So what happened? Amar le Rabbi Yirmiyah betimah Rabbi Zirika. Rabbi Yehuda v'Rabbi Shimon. Halakhak Rabbi Yehuda. Again, he told the same thing. Listen. What are you doing? You're allowed to look at this. Allah can be without. It's not mutar. So Amr later be Abba. So Rabbi Abba jumped in here and he says to Rabbi Zerika, "My tamal lo shafketiru rabbanan lemeibad uvdak Rabbi Shimon." Why should leave the rabbis alone? They want to go like Rabbi Shimon. I don't go like Rabbi Shimon. What you, they, every, every time they, they want to be Mahmid like uh, Rabbi Shimon. Hey, Allah can be Yehuda. So what are, you, what, are you, what, are you, what are you not allowing the rabbis to be Mahmid if they want like Rabbi Shimon? Amar ve'at ma biyadecha. And you, you that you're leaving the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, what's your source by the way? We have rules over here. What do we just let them follow Rabbi Shimon? Hey, what, 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 you have, you have a bit core for what you're saying over here? Stan, you just want to say, yeah, you want to go like Rabbi Shimon? We have rules. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shalachak, Rabbi Yehuda. So, Rabbi Yehuda comes to the Zirika. Hey, leave the rabbis alone. They want to go like Rabbi Shimon. What are you, you know, what are you, what are you bothering them? Hold it. What are you, what are you relying on? That you tell me we can go like Rabbi Shimon? That she says, who did you hear that Talakha falls like Rabbi Shimon in this case? 
Amale, so he tells him, Achi Amar Abizera, Halakha can be Shimon. For this, I, get, I have a tradition from Rabbi Zera. Rabbi Zera said in this case, we call it Rabbi Shimon. We don't look at Mumin on, uh, on Yom Tov. Finish. Amar, there was one of the Talmidim. One of the Talmidim that were there. He said, Man Dehava, or one of the students that was there, that she said, Hadman Talmidim, Mishahu, Veloro Dasimo. We don't know which rabbi this was. One of the Talmidim that was there when he heard the greatness of Rabbi Zera. There must be a big right? So he says, Iske, I should have the zikhut, the isak lehatam, and I should have the zikhut to go up to Eretz Yisrael, because they were in Babel, the igmira lishmata, the pume de mara. And I should have the zikhut to be able to learn the halakhat straight from the bizira's mouth, from himself. She's saying, Yiratson. Hashem should give me the zikhut to go to Eretz Yisrael, I can go become a student of. The bizera, right? Look at that she. Eske ve esak. Yiratzon she eske la alot the Eretz Yisrael la makom she the bizera sham do marad shmata, right? Because he's the author of the statement. The am and mishmei alachik the mishmat the gemara the shmata. Then I was like, I want to learn it straight from. Kisalik leatam. Oh, when he got up to Eretz Yisrael, the student ashkehe the bizera. He found the bizera. Amar le. So he told him, Amar mor, halakha ke Rabbi Shimon. But you, you, did you say that halakha follows Rabbi Shimon? Amar le, lo. <laughs> he tells him, no, I, I didn't say such a thing. <laughs> the guy, we went all the way to Eretz Yisrael for this halakha, and then when he confirms it, what I said is, it's mistaber that halakha is like Rabbi Shimon. Which means, it makes sense that I didn't say conclusive that I can be Shimon. I just said uh, Mr. Bear, it's logic should say it should be like Rabbi Shimon. Why? Medikitani bimatnitin. Because what does it say now, Mishnah? Rabbi Shimon Omer, Kol She'en Mumonikar Mebe'odyom. Right? What did he say? That if you didn't make the ruling Mebe'odyom, if you didn't make the ruling Be'erev Yom Tov, En Zeyem in Amuchan. Enzimunamukhan means you can't check it on Yom Tov. Which means only if the moon was there before Yom Tov and you checked it before Yom Tov, then it's Vadaya, it's okay. Now that's the Mishnah. Good? Now the Mishnah clearly says who's that rabbi? The Bishamon. Who's the Bishon Bishamon in Yochai? Now continue. Viketani Lab Baraita. If you remember yesterday we called it a Braita. Remember Rav Oshaya brought it with himself a yeah. Braita from uh, from Eretz Israel, right? And what did it say in the Braita? Bilshon Hachamim. The Braita didn't have a, a name in it. Who's the author of the Braita? Hachamim, the rabbis. Shma'mina mistavra kibateh. And the rabbis in that Braita also said, You cannot check mumin on Yom Tov. So it's Masma what the rabbis concurred with the Bishamon and the Mishnah. So Rabbi Shulam is not a dark yahid. Rabbi Shulam is the rabbi, he's backing him up. I got him right there. So Rabbi Shulam was just saying, listen, I know the rules. Rabbi Shulam, Rabbi Yudah, Lachak, Rabbi Yudah. But here, it's Mr. Bed that you're going to go like Rabbi Shulam. I got the Mishnah that clearly says it's Rabbi Shulam. I got a Braita that says the Hachamim, the majority, they concur. So therefore, Mr. Man, the goes like Rabbi Shulam. So that, that, that's how he deduced his, uh, that was his thought process. So now the Gemara says, "My Havi'ala, 
Okay, what's the bottom line? What is the alakhal ma'aseh when it comes to mumin on Yom Tov? Do you go like Rabbi Shimon? Do you go like Rabbi Yehuda? Now we got to come out with a conclusion. Who do you posek like? Posek like Rabbi Yehuda? Posek like Rabbi Shimon? So Amar Rabbi Yosef. So Rabbi Yosef says, Tashema, come and listen. Detalia be'ashle rabrebe. This halakha is hanging by very strong ropes, which means uh, we have a uh, nice support from some very hashuv rabbis. The rabbis are like very thick ropes that are solid, you can rely on them. So, we have already strong ropes that we can rely on. Now, even though there's some rabbis that argue, but there's enough ropes, enough hakamim that are going to tell you. That what in Bodkin Mumin Biyum Tov. And who are these Ashlay Rablebe? Who are these great ropes that we're going to rely on? The Amar Bishimum bin Pazi, Amar Biyoshua bin Nevi, Amar Biyoseb bin Shaul, Amar Rabbi, Mishum Kada Kadishad Birushalayim. Rabbi quoted the Kahal Kadosh. Kahal Kadosh Birushalayim was obviously a certain Hakamim. That comprised up the Kahal Kadosh Yerushalayim. So they, they were nicknamed. In the name of the Kahal Kadosh Yerushalayim, in the group of rabbis of Yerushalayim in his time. And what did they say? Rabbi Shimon Amru. Rabbi Shimon and his uh, colleagues said, Now who's Rabbi Shimon Bahaviraf? So the, the, she says, It's Rabbi Shimon Menasya Bahaviraf. She says, Remember we had a Braita yesterday as well, where Rabbi Shimon Menasya uh, quoted. Rabbi Shimon of Al Mishnah that said what? Rabbi Shimon in Yochai that it's uh, a suit to look at Mumin on Yom Tov. So you have Rabbi Shimon of Menas, you have the Haverav that's going like Rabbi Shimon in Yochai that said what? Amru Halakha Kirabi Meir. They said that the Halakha follows Rabbi Meir. Who's Rabbi Meir? We, we never saw Shitav Rabbi Meir. We'll get to Rabbi Meir in a second. But what the rabbis of Yerushalayim are trying to say that if they hold Halakha like Rabbi Meir, whatever Rabbi Meir said, must be, they also hold and ruin mumim biyom tov. Because if you hold like alachah going to be meir, based on a bimeir's opinion, it's going to come out that you cannot check mumim on yom tov. So now we'll see. We don't know what a bimeir said yet. It's in masechet bechorot, huh? Yes, the B is saying in the name of Kal Kadosh Yerushalayim that they testified that Rabbi Shimon ben Nenasya, the Haverav, they hold like the bimeir. And if they all like the Bimi'ir, so therefore they're going to say, what? And for sure, Enru in Mumin, the Yom Tov. So the Gebarah, the Gebarah now, just before it gets into the details, works on a, on a technical problem. The Gebarah says, Amru? Kahal Kadosh of Yerushalayim is quoting a halakha in the name of the Bishim On Ben Menashe Vahaviraf. Because what are you talking about? Gal Kadosh was much older than Bishmon ben Menashe, which means normally the older rabbis they, they're not going to quote somebody younger than them and say you should know that Alakha follows the Bishmon ben Menashe. They're much older than them. Wow. So they come along and saying you should know we go like the Bishmon ben Menashe that they were posek like the Bimeir. They were much older than the rabbis of Kal Kadosh Yerushalayim for them to be quoting the Bishmon ben Menashe. Technical question. So the Gemara says, "Ela b'shitat the Bimeir Amaruha." They weren't saying that the like them. All they were saying, the Kalkalos of Yerushalayim was, is you should know. 
that which the Bishop Omer Menashe holds. That Enru'inu Minbi Yom Tov, you should know that concurs with the Shita of Rabbi Meir. They were just, and that, the old rabbis can say, which means they're just putting the sheet together. They weren't saying, Alaka follows the Bishop Menashe. They're not bound to the rabbis that are younger than them. They were just saying, these younger rabbis that have their opinion, you should know that that opinion that they have is in concurrence with the shita of Rabbi Meir. Now let's read that in that sheet together. Let's start with Halakha Kribim. Amru Halakha Kribim Meir. We all the sheets here. Bebechorot. His shita on the second bechorot, which we'll see now. Hashta mashma. At this point, the Habamir the Gemara has mashma. Shemeidim kala kadisha on the Rishbon b'Menasya. That they're testifying on the Bishop Menasya. Sheomer od davarze. That says this subject that what in lo in mumin biyom tov and it follows the bimir. Who mefaresh Rabbi Yosef? So Rabbi Yosef comes up and says, "Amru, betbiha." وفي <laughs> The Bishram Menashe lived in the times of Rabbi and his children. We have a Mishnah that puts the Bishram Menashe with the generation of Rabbi Ubanav. Why would the old rabbis subjugate themselves and say, you know, the What do you mean they're older? This is what the Kaal Kadosh of Yerushalayim said. Rabbi Shimon ben Menashe v'chav she'amru enro'in mumin That which they said, that you don't see mumin on Yom Tov v'shitat Rabbi Meir amarua You should know that they must be going like shitat Rabbi Meir. V'chen efshash ezekinim natu da'atam adavriya b'chorim It's possible that the elders would give credence to the opinions of the younger ones v'amru devre'in which means all they're saying is listen, these young rabbis, Abishwam Manasya, their opinion is uh, concurring with a rabbi that was before them. They be meir. Right, there's no problem for an older rabbi to deal with the opinion of the younger rabbi, but to come along and say, Halakha follows Rabbi Shabon bin Men. Hey, well, you know, you're not bound to, to, to the younger. But to analyze their opinion and say, you know what? That opinion fits with Rabbi Meir. That, uh, that's considered uh, doable. Okay. Now the Gebarah says, what's Rabbi Meir's opinion? So it says, We have a Mishnah. Hashuhet at the Bechor. Okay, guy went and he slaughtered the Bechor. Not on Yom Tov. Stam. He slaughtered the Bechor. After he slaughtered the Bechor, then he goes to the Rabbi to ask, what about the mum over here? And really, he shouldn't have done that. Really, the halakha says you're supposed to go to the rabbi first. If there's a mum kavua, you slaughter. If there's no mum kavua, you know. So this guy went, he slaughtered first. Slaughter than ask. So we have a machloket between the biudah and the bimir. The biudah matir. The biudah says, okay, listen, you slaughtered already. The rabbi said that it's mutar. No problem. The rabbi meir omer ho il v'nishhat shelo al pim mumhe asur. The bimir says, no. 
you slaughtered it before you asked the mumhah, you cannot eat it. What do we do? But the rabbi is telling you now, mum kavua. Sorry. Okay, you were not allowed to slaughter this animal until you got a ruling. So the Gemara says, Alma, kasavara bimi'ir, ri'iyat bechor, laf kiri'iyat terefa. That the uh, inspection of a bechor is much different than the inspection of an animal that's a terefa. Why? Ri'iyat bechor mehayim. The iyah of the bechor, the inspection of the bechor, must be when the animal is still alive. alive. Whereas the iyat terefa lechav shechita, which is when it comes to a regular animal, what's the law? You slaughter it first. If you slaughter it, you go to the rabbi. Okay, check if it's a terefa. Which means there's no isur in slaughtering an animal before you check if it's terefa or not. I don't know about you slaughter it and then you go make your inspections. They don't even want you to make an inspection. I'm sorry, they don't even want you to make a shaita on the bechor until you actually inspect. So what do I learn from there? This is going to be a shaita. I learn from here a rule. Umina From here I'll deduce that, you know what? You're allowed to inspect on Yom Tov, animals, to see if they are terefot. However, the iyat bechor, me'erev Yom Tov. But when it comes to inspecting a bechor, I'm going to tell you, you can only do it me'erev Yom Tov and not on Yom Tov. Now the question is, where did you deduce that? The Bimi never discussed Yom Tov. The Bimi discussed a regular halakha during the week. You should know, if you slaughtered the animal, it's over. You cannot now go for the ruling to the rabbi. Mm-hmm. So they said, oh, Rabbi Meir holds that. Must be he's going to hold that you're not allowed to make inspections even before you bet shaita. On Yom Tov. So what's the, what's the connection? So look at the Rashi. Alma. Alma kasaba Rabbi Meir iyat bechor. Ena kala kriyat terefa. The inspection of the bechor is not lenient like the inspection of a terefa. Which means you don't need to inspect the terefa. You could slaughter it. Mashiachin, this inspection the bechor. They don't even want you to slaughter it yet. Which means it's the animal is considered broken until you get a ruling, and we're not going to even let you shuhet. And therefore, what the ashevera banan? The rabbis obviously gave great credence to this inspection. The whole heter of this bechor is dependent on what? Which is not only can't, you, you can't even slaughter the animal. That means what? That this bidika is very significant. Right? And therefore, once I see how significant this bidika is, you know what I'm going to tell you? Therefore, it's like it's like giving a judgment. Now, Now, even though the terefa is checked on Yom Tov, but you know why? Because the checking of the terefa obviously is not so hasukos. Uh, even before you check, get shahit. So the checking of the terefa is not such a tikkun. The animals are already. You can do something with it before the, 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 the checking. Slaughter it. But she ain't can hear. 
Rabbi Meir says, you cannot do anything to that animal until you check it. What does that show you? Oh, the inspection of the Bechor is a big item. And therefore, on Yom Tov, from that law, I'm going to imply, on Yom Tov, do not check this animal. Why? You can't even check the animal. So, you know what Kadosh Yerushalayim was saying? You should know, this Shittah Rabbi Shomer ben Asya and his friends that want to say that in Bodkin Mumin be Yom Tov, uh, they're going with Rabbi Meir. They're taking the, the opinion of Rabbi Meir that says something to do with Yom Tov. His ruling Rabbi Meir is what? That if you slaughter the animal, finish. You cannot show it to the rabbi anymore. That means what? The checking of the rabbi of the Bechor is a big item. It's not even like a Terefah. Terefah, the checking can become after. That's not a Tikkun Gadol. Now, so therefore, you have over Ashler Abrebe. You have Rabbi Shalom Menashe, Bahaverav, and they're taking the opinion of who? Rabbi Meir. Now, granted, Rabbi Uda argues. Rabbi Uda said, even after you slaughter it, you can check it. Okay, fine. But he's just one rabbi. You have all the thick ropes that Ashlera Brebe against him. So that's why he came along, Rabbi Yosef, and said, now, this subject over here already is hanging by Shleir because Kal Kadosh Yerushalayim testified that between Rabbi Shom Menashe and his Haveri, they follow Shittat Rabbi Meir. So there's enough rabbis on that side of the uh, uh, the argument to say that it's going to be Asur. Good? Mm-hmm. How about Rabbi against him? Well, he is against him. Yeah. He says, <laughs> Now, the Yahid. So the he's a what? The end of Rav Shadahad will come Shanaim. I got all the other rabbis at once. So the Biuda doesn't know like that. So therefore, Rabbi Yosef wanted to say, the answer Rabbi Yosef, my Havi Allah. Rabbi Yosef, bottom line, what's the halakha al He said, listen. Uh, from the statement of the Kal Kadosh Yerushalayim that they linked Rabbi Shimon ben Menashe v'Habera they linked him with Rabbi Meir so I have all these rabbis concurring into one shitah so therefore that's the halakha so comes the Gemara and says Amar le Abayeh Abayeh says no Atu atam peruin mumin peligi so what are you talking about? you thought that this opinion of Rabbi Meir that said, after you slaughter the animal, you can't make me bidikot. Right? Yeah. So from there you deduced, oh, it must be he holds that bidikah be yom tov is asur. Because bidikah is a big tikkun. That's how you learned the mahlokit over there? Yeah. It's got nothing to do with That's not the reason. You know the reason of the bimi'ir? The reason why he doesn't let you check the animal after you slaughter it? It's a knas. It's a penalty. Nothing to do with that. It's a big tikkun, and therefore you can't do it on you. Nah, it's a penalty. What's the penalty? The Amar Abar Bar Hana, Amar Yuhanan, Bidukin Shebe'ayin. Let's say you slaughtered the animal, right? And now you bring the rabbi to go make a bedika, and you notice the animal has cataracts in its eye. Bidukin Shebe'ayin. It's for sure. Everybody agrees, even though a cataract can be a mum kavua. And therefore, if it's a mum kavua, it should be mutar. Everybody agrees, you do not render the bechor mutar. After shahita, you slaughter already. After shahita, now you're looking at cataracts, you do not render it mutar. Why? Mishum de mishtanin. Because the cataracts 
could change. Which means, could be before Shehita, this cataract over here was a mum over. Right? And therefore you weren't allowed to slaughter it, you weren't allowed to eat it. Now that after you slaughtered it, now you're looking at the kashaw, oh, there's a mum kavua. You have no raya. No raya. Which means, it's not like uh, you see the animal after Shaita, it's missing uh, an ear. So you, you don't say, well, well, maybe the ear's missing, there's no way it could uh, get worse or not. It's not there. Then you know already, it's a mum kavua. That means before the Shaita, there was no ear. After the Shaita, there's no ear. However, when it comes to a cataract, it could change. It can get worse. So therefore, it's possible that this mum over here before Shaita was a mum of it. And therefore, everybody agrees that after Shaita, when the rabbi checks and finds a bedukin shabayin, you cannot matir the animal. animal. That means ben the biyuda. Wasn't the biyuda the opinion that you could, you could make bedikot after Shaita? Yes. Even the biyuda will tell you, but if it's bedukin shabayin, not going to help you. Now, uh, Right. You know what the mahluk between the bimi'in and the biyuda is? On mumin shebeguf, which means his ear came off, his leg was broken, his hand was broken, right? Before the shahita. Uh, 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 and now, and now he went and slaughtered it. That what? The bimi'ir savar gazina mumin shebeguf at mumin shebe'ayin. The bimi'ir says, you know what? After you slaughter the animal, mm. now you can call the rabbi, right? And the rabbi comes along and says, Oh, look at this here. The, uh, the ear is uh, cut off. This is a moom kalwa. And therefore, you say, uh, Was it like this before the shahita? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. The ear was off before the shahita, like it was now. Nothing changed. Technically, it should be mutar. Because bottom line, it's a moom kalwa. Nothing changed before. But you know what the bimir says? Asur. Why? Because if I lie in this case, you're going to come along now and matir in the case of the bedukin shabayin, which is a problem. And the bimir is knasing you. Because really, you, Mr. Kohen, you're a wise guy. You're not supposed to slaughter these animals until the rabbis make a uh, make a ruling. So you went now, and the animal had a moon, you slaughtered it against the, our will. So you know what I'm going to tell you now? Asur, we're going to knas you. Where is the Rabbi Udas of Avogasinan? The Rabbi Udas says, listen, where it's Asur, it's Asur. But we're not going to make a Gezera on a, on a limb, Atu Bidukin Shiba'ayin. So, which means, Rabbi Mir's got nothing to do with Endwood Kimumim Biyum Tov. Which means you thought to say the reason why the bimir holds you can't make shaita, and if you made shaita, you can't make a bidika because, oh, the inspection is very hashuvaidum. And therefore, even Shaita is Asur. And therefore, he must hold it on Yom Tov. It's considered Tikkun, therefore it's Asur. Comes up here and says, you're learning the Mahalga the wrong way. The reason why the Bimi'ir does not allow you to make a Bidika after Shaita, it's a Knas. Not because the inspection is so Asur and all that. Bottom line, he doesn't want you to come to a situation where after Shaita, you'll allow Bidukin Shabahayin. So therefore, he's Gozer and says, since you slaughtered, uh, first, and you didn't make the midi court, we're going to get you even on a case where it should be permissible. But it should be permissible in this case. Again, if the, if the ear of the animal fell off before Shaita. Yeah. You're allowed to sh- That's I a, did end up What do you mean? It's a, it's a knas. Well, the gizera is based on the knas. Why, 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 why do you make such a gizera? No, it shouldn't make such a gizera, really. Why do you make such a gizera? Because we're punishing you. 
we're going to go there now. Uh, the ear, for example, why? Because you're a wise guy. You're slaughtering the animal now before you make the uh, bedika. That's it. We're going to sit even in the case where we shouldn't be all set. Even we shouldn't be all set. You have to say the gezera is talui on the kras. You have to say it together. That's yeah. the only way you can say it. You have to say that the gezera was because they want the kras. You look at Rashi. Rashi says, Bimumin she beguf. See Rashi, it's uh, one, two, three, four lines. Kego niksisa ozno. Then it came off. Right. Right. That's right. After the shaita, nothing changes with that. Matnitin. Okay, so let's just go one more line in the Gemara. And then we'll read this Rashi. Amar of Nachman, Bar Yitzhak, Matniti Name Daika. The Mishnah is also Meduyeke like this. Why? Diktani de Bimi Iromir, Ho'il Vinishat, Shelo Alpimumhe, Asur, Shmat Mina, Kenasau de Kanis, Shmat Mina. What's the language of the Mishnah in Bechorot? The Mishnah says, Since you slaughtered it, it's Asur now to make a Bidika. Now that's class language. Because if it wasn't class language, it would say, after Shahita, Shasur. Mm-hmm. You cannot make it. That, 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 that would be Isur bin Adin. He doesn't say that. He says, since, as if we're punishing the guy. Mm-hmm. Hey, wise guy, since you slaughtered the animal against our will, you didn't make the uh, Bidikot before. You know what? Since we did that, we're going to be all said. So the language of the Mishnah is Mashma. It's class over here. Look at Rashi. ניתה. He's saying, since, since you did this, we're going to get you. Ela ho'il, ve'avar v'shachato, shma'mina ze ta'amo shedavar, v'pne she'akel l'shachato. You will lead you to slaughter it, ve'talar b'mira davar, b'rish'o shel kohen ze she'akil. You're a shah, you're kohen. Since you slaughtered it, you're not going to slaughter it, we don't want you to slaughter it first. Therefore, we're going to tell you, you know what? Even in case where there's no reason to be osir. The case of the, the ear. Bottom line, if... It had a moon before, it has the same moon now. What, what changed? Doesn't matter. You're out. <coughs> so therefore comes, I'll just get the Sheikh Tariya one more time. The Gemara started off with, mm-hmm. What is the Lachal Ma'aseh regarding this uh, case? So we go like the Yudad, we go like the Shimon. So the Yosef came along and said, Hey, listen, I got a, I got a Hadusha. The rabbis of Yerushalayim, Kal Kadosh, they came along and they said, you know, those rabbis that are Osir, they have the Bimir on their side. Because the Bimir also was very Mahmir. The Bimir said, if you slaughter the animal, you cannot make a bidika after the slaughtering of the animal. So how are we understanding that? That's even more Mahmir than a Terefa. A Terefa, you can slaughter it, then you check. Yeah, when it comes to Bechorot, the bidika must come first. So what does that tell you? That the bidika must be very Hashuf. That means must be, and therefore, by extension, on Yom Tov, he's not letting you make this pedikah, because this is tikkun, kikun gadol. I say, see, I got the bimi'ir, I got the mishmur benacha, I have all the rabbis over here. So comes the abayi and says, no, 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 no. That's not the pshat, you're learning the bimi'ir wrong. Pshat to the bimi is not because the pedikah is so hashuv, and that's why they're not letting you uh, make the pedikah after the shaitan. 
that Bibi Eid just involved himself in a knas over here. Because, listen, everybody agrees they don't want the guy to slaughter before they make a bidikah. That's, uh, that's the thing. You're supposed to make the bidikah for it. And, it. and you know what? By the way, everybody would agree that in the case of bidukin shiba'ayin, where you slaughter it and now you got a cataract, everybody would say, Asur. You cannot make a ruling on this. Because could be the what? The cataract started off as a move overhead, and then after you slaughtered it, the change to a move kavua. But you know what the Bimi'ir says? I'm going to tell you that in all cases, it's Asur. Why the Bimi'ir? Hazid, in the regular case, when the guy's, the, the animal's ear fell off, what would change? The kawra. He, he said, yeah, I know. You should be allowed in that case. You should be allowed. No problem. But you know what? Kanas the guy. Why are you kanasing the guy? What are you making gizalot on the guy for? Because this is a This guy's taking advantage over here. This guy's slaughtering and then going to the to the rabbis. We're going to get him. And therefore, you see why this whole thing was a knas. It wasn't because of Pitikot or so Ashuv, not like a Terefa. Like really, from the law, you can check uh, the animal uh, after Shaita. There's no problem. It's like a Terefa. It's like a Terefa. You can check after. Also, this also. And uh, what's the reason why the Bimi was so Mahmir? Gizera. So you have no Raya to put the Bimi ear on the side of Rabbi Shimon to come along and say that Embot Kimumim Beyom Tov. Comes the Gemara and says, Ame Verdina'a. Ame is the name of a person. Verdina'a. He came from a place, as she says, that was beautiful, uh, that they called it Verdina'a, like Hashem Viradim. Viradim is rose. So it came from a place that was beautiful like roses. Others want to say, no, that was the name of the place, Verdina. <laughs> and anyway, that's what they called it. Ame Verdina'a. Haze Bukhra. He was the inspector for the Bechorot of the Nasi. So he was the official inspector. Anytime the house of the Nasi had a uh, she'ela, he went to Amir Verdina'a and he made the, uh, he made the ruling. Yeah. On Yom Tov, he goes like the Bishamon. No, we're not looking at the uh, Mumin on Yom Tov. Fine. Atuva amru le Rabbi Ameh. So they went, they told Rabbi Ameh, well, uh, what's he doing? No. He's doing good, he's right. He's right that he shouldn't look on Yom Tov. Mm-hmm. What are you talking? Rabbi Ameh himself would check Bechorot on Yom Tov. So they went to Rabbi Ameh and said, is, is he doing right? This Ami, there's two rabbis here. There's Ami Verdina, mm-hmm. and then there's Rabbi Ameh. So Abi Verdina'a did not check Bechorot on Yom Tov. He was Mahmir. Okay. So they went to Rabbi Ameh. They said, hey Rabbi, is he doing right, Abi Verdina'a, by not checking Bechorot on Yom Tov? Rabbi Ameh said, 100%. Hmm. He said, what are you talking about? He himself would check Bechorot on Yom Tov, Rabbi Ameh. So how can you say, so say he's not doing, uh, he's doing right? So the Gemara says, Rabbi Ameh, ki hazeh me'etmo lavehazeh. Which means like this. Rabbi Ameh would make his checking on the Bechor, Me'ed of Yom Tov. So Kohen would come to Me'ed of Yom Tov, he would show him the animal. Okay? Rabbi Ameh would look at it, he would, in his mind already, make a, a, a psak, if it's a mum kavua or not. And then he would tell the uh, Kohen, I do me a favor, uh, I'll get back to you tomorrow. A lot of times he's busy. He can't go and uh, give the psak right away. He's, he's busy. But right away, he would look at it and say, okay, you know what? Come back tomorrow. I still have some more questions to ask you. The next day, he would see the Kohen and the whoever. He'd say, uh, by the way, can I ask you a question? 
Uh, this moon that you showed me yesterday on the uh, animal, could you tell me uh, how it got the moon, uh, this animal? So the queen would say, well, I don't mean, I don't know, I was uh, walking in the field and it got the moon. Oh yeah? Mutar. Now why would he have to ask that question? What's that extra question that he has to ask? How to get the moon? What's the difference how it got the moon? Because the halakha says, the rabbi suspected Kohanim for causing the moon on the Bechor. Why? The Kohen wants to eat the Bechor. Until he eats the Bechor, he's got to feed it, he's got to tend to it, he's got to deal with it. He doesn't cost the money. So you know what the Kohen is suspected of doing? He's going to go now and not, not maybe do it directly, but it'll be Gorim. You know, put some glass on the floor or something, and let the animal walk uh, yeah, something, and start eating the, you put glass in his food, start eating it, all of a sudden his lip is going to uh, get a moom, and then he'll say, uh, I don't know, he, was, uh, he got a moom. So therefore, the halakha says, a kohen that brings an animal to the rabbi, we don't trust him. He's got to bring witnesses and proof that the moom was done by itself. So what happened? The Gibra say, we we have we know that the B I mean, used to make rulings on Bechorot on Yom Tov. Say no, he didn't make rulings. The ruling he made before Yom Tov. When the animal came to me, he looked at it quickly, and he saw if it was a mum kavua. And his mind said mum kavua. The, the ruling, the decision was made out of Yom Tov. But what? On Yom Tov, he would just investigate with the Kohen and ask him one question. Could you tell me this moon over here that you showed me yesterday? How did it, uh, how did it manifest? If the Kohen would say, well, by itself, Mutar. But he didn't say Mutar. Mutar was already from yesterday. He would just investigate that She'ilat to the Kohen. So Rabbi Abi also did not check Mumin on Yom Tov. Huh? Correct, correct. But we have a story over there. He did check it. So the Gemara says that he would do it before Yom Tov. Okay. Now, look at the top Rashi. Ubi Yom Tov shiyule kamishayir. On Yom Tov he would just ask. Pe'amim shayat tarud be'erim Yom Tov. Rabbis are busy on erim Yom Tov, right? Umishra'ah mumin. When he would look at the moon on erim Yom Tov, Omer lo lechachshav. Okay, go go home. Ubo lemachar. Come back tomorrow. The next day he would ask the Kohen, how did the moon come? The Kohen was suspected for putting mumin on the animals. Good. And I go to the Gemara. Second line. Like the story of the certain fellow. That she says uh, he was a Kohen. He brought a Bechor. Rabba was washing his hair. I mean, he was uh, bathing before uh, before Yom Tov. He was busy. So Rabba lifted his eyes very quickly. He looked at the animal. He saw the moon, what it was. He saw it was a moon kavua. So he told the queen, listen, go, go now. Come back tomorrow. Could you tell me how did this uh, animal get this moon? This, I had barley and there was a uh, thorn bush. I took the barleys and I threw them beyond the thorn bush. Problem was, the animal was on the other side of the thorn bush. Now he wants to get to the barleys. So he wanted to eat. So what did he do? 
he you know, extended his head, Ufrate lisfate. And the hutsa, the thorns, ripped his lip. Amarle, so he tells him, Dilma ad Maybe you did that on purpose. Which means maybe you threw the barley in the in the bushes. We are the, on purpose because you knew he's going to get the barley and he's going to cut his lip and you know you're going to it. Amarle la. He told him, Shalom, that was my intention. And the rabbi trusted him. So the Rashash is over here, what do you mean? I thought we just learned that the coin has to bring Edim. So the Rashash said that he trusted him only because he had Edim with him. Which means you're right, he wouldn't have uh, trusted him just on his uh, law. But you see over here that the custom of the rabbis that were busy on Ed of Yom Tov, he does that, he's in the shower, he started asking all these type of shayalot. He would look at the animal, he would see what type of moon is it, and in his brain, this is a moon of it. He got a psaki already, but he's got to clarify. So the next day he said, listen, I'm going to ask you a question, by the way. I, I know the ruling already on this animal. I just need to know, did you cause it? Has shalom, I didn't cause it. I was, uh, were you, not only did you do it, did you, were you, were you indirectly responsible? Has shalom. You have Adim? Atim Adai. These are my witnesses. So therefore he was Matir. So now the Gebar asked the question. Umina Timra Degerama Asur. Who told you that to be gorem umum is asur in kadashim, which means I understand you want to tell me you cannot go and take a knife and directly blemish the animal. That already is asur. You know that to be matil uh, mum kadashim. But here we see that the rabbis were concerned also. You can't even be gorem indirectly because what did he ask him? He told him maybe you threw the barley beyond the bushes in order that he'll come. That's a gerama. And, and if, if he would have done that, it would have been Asur. So they go, how do you know that? The Tanya, Mum lo yihye bo. Right? The Torah says you cannot have a Mum in the animal. In the Ela shelo yihye bo Mum. The word yihye, you could read it yihye, meaning to put it. You're not allowed to, Mum lo yihye, Mum lo yihye bo. You cannot place a Mum there. Minayin shelo yigrom lo alide devar ahir. For example, how do you know you can't bring a piece of dough, or let's say a devila, a, uh, a fig? You put the juicy fig on the animal's ear. What's going to happen? That a dog is going to see the fig on the animal's ear. He's going to bite the ear off, and now he's going to make a movement. How do you know you can't do that? Tamud Amar Kol Mum. Amar Mum. If it just would have said the word mum, I would say you can't physically make a mum directly. The amar kol mum. What does the kol come and tell you? Even a gerama is going to be asur. Okay, so that's how you know even gore mum bebechorot is asur. Next Mishnah. Beema. Shemeta. You have an animal. Anyum tov. It died. You can't move it. Why can't you move it? It's mukse. It's taref. It's devela. You can't, uh, what do you do with it? To eat it, you can't eat it. Yeah? So if, what, what, what's its uh, function? There's no function. You have to leave it in its place. They asked them two questions. Rabbi, what's the status of this animal that died on Yom Tov? And Hala, Hala is the piece that you take for the coin, right? 
but the halal which is Kodesh, it became Tameh. What do you do with this item? The Nikhnas, the Beta Midrash, so he came into the Beta Midrash, the Sha'al, the Amrulo, Lo Yizizem Mekomam. He said, both items, Mukseh, don't move the animal, don't touch the halal. Now look at Rashi. Halashinitmet. Obviously, you can't give it to the Kohen. You can eat it all. Now, why don't you just say burn it? You la- aren't you allowed to make fire on Yom Tov? Yeah, but that's for cooking, for eating. Why don't you burn the uh, hala or throw it to the dogs? So he says, You're not allowed to destroy. Kadashim that became Temeim on Yom Tov. Vafilu al yede achilat behema. I understand you want to tell me. Maybe you cannot do it al yede fire because the fire is not sorich. The rabbis don't want you to use a fire to burn Kadashim. Okay, so you, you got to get rid of it. Throw it to the dog. Okay. Says no. De kaimalan de en sorfin Kadashim be Yom Tov. Ve'lot temad davka serefa mishum dav arashilol sorichi dan emad likim mishum serefa be Yom Tov. We have a rule, we don't have a second Shabbat. It says, En madlikim is shemen serifah b'yom tov. What is shemen serifah? Shemen of terumah that became temeah that has to be burnt. So what do they call the shemen? Shemen serifah. So it's en madlikim is shemen serifah b'yom tov. Now even though this type of serifah that you're doing, you're burning it, you're allowed to benefit, you're allowed to have a, a, a benefit from a nair on yom tov. You need the light. It's all nefesh. You need to, to have the light. Still the rabbis told you, and which means the Torah says you could only burn it and therefore there's a rule even though that's what he means, but this burning is mutar. I'm Yom Tov, I'm allowed to benefit from the, from, from the fire on Yom Tov. doesn't matter. Once the rap, the Torah tells you got to burn Kadashim Temeim, you're not allowed to destroy it in any which way on Yom Tov. Which means not through a fire, right? And not through even throwing it to the dogs. Because the Torah wants you to burn it in the fire. And therefore, it's asur to get rid of this uh, animal, uh, this, 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 this uh, hala, in any which way possible. So therefore, when the Bita phone came into the Bita Midrash, he told the Rabbi, we have two she'elot over on the table. What's the she'elot? Number one, the guy's an animal that died. What did I tell him? Mukseh, what do you know that? Lo Also have hala that became tameh. What do we do with it? Well, what do you want to do with it? Give it to the Kohen, you can't give it to the Kohen. What do you want to do? Give it to the Kohen. To burn it? But we have a rule. And sorfim kadashim be yom tov. But what do you mean? Uh, you, I, 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 I'm allowed to make a fire on yom tov. It's for chenefesh. I want to see. I want to have a light. That's a rule. And sorfim kadashim be yom tov. Even in a case where you're doing it, are you technically a heter? Once the Torah says ba'esh to saref, that esh becomes a melacha. Even if you have benefit, that esh is because a melacha in itself. Therefore, you're not allowed to do it. Therefore, you can't feed it to the dog as well. So if you're stuck, so comes the Gemara and says. We have to say that our Mishnah is not going like Rabbi Shimon. Remember, we learned the Masechet Shabbat. Rabbi Shimon was the lenient rabbi in Mukse. Yeah. Why? What did he say? So the Gemara says, Netanya. We have a brayta. Rabbi Shimon says, 
On Shabbat, you're allowed to cut up gourd in front of an animal. Gourd is unedible for human beings. Too hard. Got to cook it. But you can cut them up on Shabbat and give it to the animals. Mm-hmm. Oh. Let's say an animal died on Yom Tov. <coughs> okay? On Shabbat, let's say. Animal died on Shabbat. You can't eat it. What does the Bishamon say? Give it to the dogs. Right. So you see clearly how Mishnah cannot be going like the opinion of the Bishamon. Now, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Im Shabbat Asura. The Buddha says, unless the animal died in Shabbat, you cannot give it to the dogs on Shabbat. Because the Buddha holds a bukseh. And therefore, if the animal died before Shabbat, so your mind was on it, what are you doing? Give it to the dogs. But if it died on Shabbat, the Buddha says, it went into Shabbat, fit for humans. Now it died, you cannot give it to the dogs because it's a bukseh. But what do you see with the Shimon holds? That even if it died on Shabbat, mutar. So therefore, our Mishnah clearly cannot be going like the Shimon. Because what does our Mishnah say? Our Mishnah said, an animal that dies on Yom Tov, lo yizizena mekomo. What do you mean? According to the Bishamon, it should say, give it to the dogs. The Gemara says, Afidu tema Rabbi Shimon. Now, I can say our Mishnah is even going like Rabbi Shimon. Modeh Rabbi Shimon, bebaale hayim shemetu shasurim. Rabbi Shimon agrees that on animals that were healthy, that went into Yom Tov healthy, in your mind, you're not assuming they're going to die. Right. Correct? Yes. And they just died on Yom Tov? Or for that matter, on Shabbat? You should know, even if Bishman holds, it's Mukseh. Because you don't anticipate that a healthy animal is going to die. Hmm. Wait a minute, but in Masechet Shabbat, you just told me that if an animal dies on uh, Shabbat, yeah, you can feed it to the dog. Yeah, yeah. You know what type of animal that was? It was a misukinit. Before Shabbat, the animal already was sick. <laughs> so therefore, the Bishamon in his brain says what? The guy knows he's going to die. He's sick already. So therefore, we're making a haluk between a sick animal and a healthy animal. is talking about a healthy animal. Therefore, a healthy animal that dies on Yom Tov, even according to the Bishamon. Yeah. Aye, what do you mean? The Bishamon, you, you told us in Masek and Shabbat that if an animal dies on Shabbat, give it to the animals. I was like, what? There's Misukenet. Misukenet, the guy in his mind is going to take it. That's what I said. That's how they learned it. So the Shabbat says, Hani Hale Morbar Amemor, Mishemet Yeah. That's going to according to the way more but Amemor learned. More but Amemor made this haluk. That the Bishon agrees on a healthy animal that dies on Shabbat is Asur. Good, then you, then you reconcile it. According to this rabbi over here, who is it? Rabbi Yosef, name of Rabbah, he says that Bishamon argues on all animals. Which means even a healthy animal that dies on uh, Yom Tov or Shabbat, the Bishamon says, feed it to the animals. Now, according to him, obviously you cannot say the Mishnah is the Bishamon. Because you have to say it's the Biuda. Because the Mishnah says, Lo mm-hmm. And according to this opinion, the Bishamon says that all animals, they die on Yom Tov, even if they were healthy, he said they're okay. Right. So according to that opinion, you cannot make the Mishnah like the Bishamon. So to that, the Kibbutz says, No, what are you going to say? So the Kibbutz says, No, no, uh, no, problem. no problem. Why no problem? Now, what's the, uh, what's the question over here? Look at. Um, Right. So the Gemara says, Targema Zehiri Bebehemat Kadashim. You know what the case of the Mishnah is? 
We're not talking about regular animals. You're talking about regular animals? Oh. Regular animals that die on Yom Tov, according to the Bishamon, feed it to the dogs, no problem. It's not Mukseh, even if they were healthy, yeah, no problem. We're talking about animals that were Kodashim. They were Kodesh, they were consecrated animals. And therefore what? So look at that. What, what do you do with an animal that was Kodesh that dies? Can you feed it to the dogs? No. Kosta, that's a Subhana. Vitona Kibura. By the way, the only thing you can do with this animal, you got to bury it. Obviously, you can't bury it on Yom Tov. So you tell okay, how about redeem it? Why don't you redeem the Kiddushah onto okay. something else, and then use it? Well, and give it to them. You don't have to make pigeon on Yom Tov. Because pigeon, you ready? You have, to, you have to evaluate how much the animal is worth, and then you got to transfer it to something else. So therefore, what do you do with this animal? You have nothing to do with it. Therefore, it's going to be Mukseh. Right? Mm-hmm. Which means you're not allowed to put an animal on Yom Tov, even if the says you can make pejon, mm-hmm. but not to feed it to the dogs. Yeah. So therefore, there's nothing you can do with it. And therefore, what does the Mishnah say? When the Mishnah says, mm-hmm. You have to read it. Behemat Kadashim. Shemeta biyom tov. Lo yizizena memekoma. You cannot move it at all, even according to Rabbi Shimon. So the Gemara then comes along and says, Makes sense. Gemara says, Ha chulin sharia. Now, implying that what? That if it was chulin, it would be permissible. Make the diyuk. Okay, let's make a diuk. You tell me kadashim that die on Yom Tov mukseh, implying that if the animal was not kadashim, if it was cholin, mutar. So the Gemara says, "Hari halim or bered Rav Yosef b'shemed Rabbah Damar haluk ayar b'shimon af ba'al ha'ayim shemetu shemutarim shapir." Yes, according to the opinion that says that b'shimon was lenient on animals that die on Yom Tov, this diuk is very good. I can say the Mishnah of b'shimon, he was oser be'mat kadashim, but he's matir be'mah. Cholin, meaning even a bari yeah. that dies, therefore the diuk is good. Ela lemor bar amemor mishimet rabat amar modei yaribishon ba lechaim shimetu sheasurim ba'ikal lememar. According to this, that says animals that die, that were healthy, that die, even the bishimon says asur. Who's the author of our mishnah? It cannot be the biyuda and it cannot be the bishimon. I'll explain to you why. Read the mishnah. Behema parentheses kadashim. Shemet be Yom Tov, lo yezizenam nekoma. Beautiful. That's even going like Rabbi Shimon. He holds beemat kadashim was mukseh. Beautiful. Implying what? Ha beemat cholin mutar. Now that for sure cannot be the biuda. We know that because we know clearly the biuda says beemat cholin that dies on Yom Tov. You cannot feed it to the. Okay, let me just have died already from before you. So it's not the biuda. Fine. And according to one opinion, it's not the Bishimon either because one opinion holds that the Bishimon is more there. By a behemah shemeta, then it's mukseh. Yeah. So the Vakazar Mishnah's the law came out, it's not going like anybody. The, Im, no, the, impl- no, the implication is of not going like anybody. Again, the Mishnah's deen is behemah kadashim shemeta. Mukseh. Good, that could be like a Bishamon, no problem. Because behemah kadashim is a subhanaha, you can't give it to the dogs, you can't bury it, you can't make pinyon. Mukseh, phenomenal. What's the diuk? Aha, behemah cholim, mutah. Good. Now, according to one opinion, that must not make sense. Because one opinion holds that the Bishamon really holds right. that a behemat kolin that dies on Yom Tov or Shabbat, for that matter, feed it to the dogs. Even if it was healthy, no problem, feed it. Good. So the Bishamon can be like a Bishamon. Good. But according to the opinion that says that the Bishamon is more there 
upon a behemoth that dies on Shabbat on Yom Tov, that you cannot feed it to the dogs. So behemoth is also a sur. Right. So the implication of the Mishnah is not going like anybody. It's not going like the Bi Yehuda. It's not going like the Bi Shimon. Because you make a new. Behemoth Kedashim Asur. Ha behemoth Cholin Mutar. According to the Bi Yehuda also said behemoth Cholin that dies on Shabbat. And the Bi Shimon also said. So according to that opinion, According to that opinion yes. that learns that Bishamur is Mahmid by Behemat Hulin, who was the author of our Mishnah? To that, Gemara says, Michael Memar, Hachamimahaskinan, Bemisukenet, Vedavriakon. So you're going to have to come along and say that we're talking about Misukenet. You have to write it, which means, yes, the Bishamur was Mahmid by Behemat Shemeta. I want to be Behemat Shemeta. By healthy. And therefore, I have to say, you know what Amishnah was talking about? Amishnah was talking about an animal that what was a misukinit. Means before Yom Tov, it was already sick. The Bishop one agrees if it's sick and dies on Yom Tov, the Bishop wants a guy knows it's going to die. Therefore, be mekil. So therefore, learn the Mishnah like this: Behema she kadashim, right? Shemeta be Yom Tov. אין מזיזין אותם מקומה. הבהמת חולין שמסוכנת, תגרין שמסוכנת, מותר. According to who? Well, for sure according to רבי שמעון. Only problem is, the Gebara says, במסוכנת ודברי הכל. These words, דברי הכל, are very puzzling. Because according to the Yehuda, According to the simple way most Yishunim understand, yes. the Bish Yehuda clearly says it had to die before Yom Tov. Yeah. Right? The Bish had to die before Yom Tov. Right. He doesn't buy into this misukenet business. So therefore, this word devreakol is hard to understand. I want to point out, if you look at the Rashi, Rashi doesn't have this Kedisa. Look at the Rashi right before the second Mar'lan. Period. Le'olam Rabbi Shimon hi. The Mishnah is only Rabbi Shimon. Umaritim misukinet deshari Rabbi Shimon ba ve'amar me'adchinet adilim helkach ta'amad kadashim lozizena had olin sharia. So Rabbi, according to Rashi, this problem is not a problem. Take out the words. The vrei akol. and I'll say the Mishnah is dafka Rabbi Shimon. Very good. So Rashi handled that problem by taking out those words. But what? What do you do with this gizal uh, here? So, so, so you have to say like this. You have to say like this. One possible interpretation is the Devreh HaKol over here is not Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda. The Devreh HaKol is the opinions that argued on what Rabbi Shimon holds. We just had opinions over here. We had, right, we had two rabbis, Mor Bered Rav Yosef, and more bar amemor. Both those rabbis had a mahalokit what Rabbi Shimon held. One rabbi said, Rabbi Shimon holds that an animal that dies on Yom Tov or on Shabbat, mutar. One rabbi said, no, no, no. Modei Rabbi Shimon, Modei Rabbi Shimon said, if it dies on Yom Tov, it's asur. So we have a mahalokit amongst two rabbis, I don't know Rabbi Shimon on an animal that dies on Yom Tov. I can say the Mishnah is going like both those rabbis. Why? Because once I say the Mishnah Sumer and misukin it, even the opinion that says the Mishnah is osir an animal that dies on Yom Tov is more dead than if it was misukin it. It's permissible. So when it says be misukin it with the Vrakol, it's going according to the two opinions that explain the Mishnah. Understand? We 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 thought the Vrakol means the Vrakol. The Mishnah wanted to be with that. No. 
Rabbi Yehuda doesn't hold Mesukeh. Rabbi Yehuda holds, it's got to have died before Yom Tov. Aye, but what does it mean, the Vreakul? So either take out the words of Vreakul, like Rashid did, or I could say the Vreakul according to the two opinions in the Bishamon. Even the Mahmid opinion that says an animal that dies on Yom Tov according to Bishamon is Mukseh. Yeah, but not by Mesukeh. So even he would be more there that the Mishnah could be going like the Bishamon. Understand how we learned the Vreakul? Now, it should be noted that there are some Bishonim that do hold that really the Bihuda is more there by Mesukinet. That's Mashma, that's, that's, that's Mashma, the way the Reef learns. It's Mashma, he holds that Ilkanami, and therefore he could learn the Vrakol, even according to the Bihuda, and they, that's the way they, So therefore there's really three options in this Gebara. Either take out the words the Vrakol, and just make it a Bishamon. Keep the words the Vrakol in and learn it's going on, the two opinions in the Bishamon. Or keep it in like the Reef had the words the Vrakol and learn the Biyuda that he's also maskeen by Mesukedet. Now let's go to the last Mishnah of the Daf. En nimnin ala behemal tov. Okay, we have a case now. On Yom Tov, you're allowed to slaughter animals? Yes. So I have a group of guys, I have three guys. We want to now go to the butcher and buy an animal on Yom Tov. Of course, we're not going to pay for it. You can't pay for it on Yom Tov. But what do, I, what do I want to tell the butcher? I want to tell the butcher, listen, we have three, uh, three guys over here, we want to buy an animal, we're going to go uh, partners, now uh, the butcher has to know how much to charge us. So you're not allowed on Yom Tov to go to the butcher and start discussing Prices. price. Well, you can't go along and say, listen, uh, okay, we'll split it up, $20, $20, $20. no, 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 you, you can't discuss money. On Yom Tov. Okay? And the Gemara will explain that. Avan Nimnin ala me'ed of Yom Tov. Good. If you want to go to the butcher me'ed of Yom Tov, then anybody can go, you can discuss pricing and all that, no problem. Now, Vishwahatinu mehalkin benehim. Now, you can go to the butcher on Yom Tov itself, slaughter the animal, and of course, divvy up the pieces amongst the group. Now she says, the slaughterer can slaughter the animal without discussing money. After Yom Tov is over, he can go back to say, listen, uh, you took this, you took that, alright, let's, uh, let's get the money. So again, you're allowed to go to the butcher on Yom Tov. So long as you don't discuss uh, monies and how many you divide it, and you'll handle it after. So it comes to Gabbard says, my in What does it mean, in nimnin? You cannot uh, make a group. What does this mean here? Amar of Yudam Ashwin, in poskim damim lechet tahira ala beba tov. That's what it means. When you go to the butcher, you cannot uh, discuss monies with the butcher, which means you can't say, right, how much is this animal worth? $100? Alright, we're three guys, so we owe you 33 uh, Just let the butcher give you the animal. So the Gemara has a problem. The Gemara and what's the reason? Because Mikah or Mimkar is asur on Yom Tov. That she says from Sifr Ezra, the rabbis forbade it. Again, it's against Ezra that you might come to you might come to write. So the Gemara says, Hechi Avid. What's the butcher going to do now? The butcher is going to buy free animals now, which means has you how much to charge on Yom Tov? He gives you an animal. He didn't weigh it. He didn't uh, put it on the scale. All that stuff. Now, if Yom Tov's over, you tell, okay, Mr. Butcher. Go get paid. Go get paid. They ate the animal already. Go, 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 go. Now figure out how much they ate, how much they took. How do you expect the butcher to know how much he's supposed to get paid? So the Gemara gives him an answer. The Gemara says like this. On Yom Tov itself, 
the butcher takes two animals, puts them next to each other. Ve'omer lo, kazu. You tell the customer, listen, the animal that you you want to take, is it look like this one? He looks at him, same size about. Yeah, same size, beautiful. Take, take whatever one you want. Now the butcher knows already that this animal over here that's by him is the same size. What's going to happen the next day? Next day, he puts the other one on the scale. He weighs all that, and by the way, he goes, hey, how are you charging me? Wait, you said yesterday, this is the same size with the one you took, so I'm going to judge on this one over here. I can't judge on the one you ate. The one you ate already, you took already. So that's the way the... the okay, you didn't say money. Money was not brought up. You just bring a similar animal to the customer for comparison. And the Gabriel says, Tanya and Amechim, we have to support this. Lo yomar adam lahavero harini amecha b'selah Right. You can't tell your friend, I'll be partners with you on the animal. I'm in for a selah or uh, two selah. That's money. You can come along and give fractions. You can tell the guy, I'll go halfies with you. Or I'll go uh, thirds, or I'll go fourths. But you're not mentioning right. money. So that she says, bottom line, this is going back because we skipped one line in the Gemara. The Gemara said that the Mishnah was Tumat Behemat Kadashim. Who told you the Mishnah was Tumat Behemat Kadashim? So the Gemara says, I'll bring you proof of the Mishnah. Remember when Rabbi Tafon came to the Mishnah, she asked two questions. About an animal that died and hala that became tameh. Ma hala de kadisha, abbe ma de kadisha. From the fact that it put hala. And the animal must be the animals also talking about Kadashim. From the, that's the Diyuk in the Mishnah. The Why fact that he up? brought the two cases together, Halash and Etmet, and the animal. It must be an animal similar to the Halal. What type of animal is it? Must be Kadashim. So you have to yeah. insert that in the Gemara when you go back. Make sure you read those lines because uh, we didn't. We, uh, we skipped them when we read the uh, Sugya.